Hey everyone, thank you again for tuning into Magic Mummy's podcast. Um, as said previously, this is part two of Building a Dream, so it'll be a continuation of the last interview with Diana. So if you haven't heard it, go hear it first and then get into this one. So yeah, enjoy. Vancouver has slowly, um, it didn't always have a huge immigrant and undocumented population. It definitely grew over the years and it's definitely grown like even from when I was in high school. Um, so I, I definitely feel like, you know, as the undocumented population has grown, um, you know, I, I feel like the, it's beautiful to see that the youth have taken it upon themselves to like provide resources for their parents and the rest of the community. But yeah, I, I remember like growing up in Vancouver there wasn't really many resources and that's coming from someone who went to like the school with the most undocumented students. Mm -hmm. Like even then, um, there weren't really any resources or like anyone there to like help you out. Um, you know, the folks that I was very fortunate to come across, um, didn't always necessarily know how to help me. They were just the kind of folks that were like, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Um, so I feel like that that's the kind of folks that, you know, that we had. Uh, but the, the knowledge and the resource resources definitely were not there. Mm. I agree with that. So I think that's a perfect, like, segue into what I kind of wanted to ask you more of, which is the, like, origins of the foundation, right? Um, so now that we know more about, like, what your foundation does, um yeah, can you just speak more about how it came to be? Like, what was your, uh, I know you spoke a bit earlier of, like, your kind of process in that, but, um, like, the idea, the idea, and where it stems from. Yeah, so, um, man, when I was in high school, um, I remember my two older sisters, very brilliant, um, they're so brilliant, they literally each play, like, I don't know, four, five, six different instruments, um, and I always like looked up to them because like my sisters are so smart um, and I know it was very difficult for them when we moved to the U.S. because I remember like my oldest sister was top of her class in Mexico and then we came to the U.S. and, and now it was like she couldn't even communicate with her classmates. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I know that that definitely um, as someone who who also had to, you know, be in a classroom when I, where I couldn't communicate with anyone, it feels like lonely and you definitely don't feel smart right like you feel like dumb you're just like I, I don't know how to speak their language and you feel stupid even trying to speak the language because it's all chopped up um and so you know my other sister has always been very intelligent as well and just a brilliant person and so when I got to high school they had both graduated already and neither of them were able to go to college because they weren't able to afford it um and I remember also just thinking like, man, fuck college. Like, I'm not going to college. So why the fuck am I even like going to try in school? Um, and it was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year that I met this amazing person at leadership <laughs> one time at leadership camp. Um, <laughs> and I remember meeting her and, I, and she was talking about like her being an undocumented student at, at UW at the University of Washington. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what the fuck? Like you're undocumented and you're like a college student. Like 
what the fuck i literally stalked her i was like okay you gotta tell me everything like <laughs> like from point a to point z like how did you get like how did you get there how are you paying for it like you know you don't have a social security number so like what are you using to put on there and so she you know kind of told me we were able to sit down and she explained to me a lot of things and was like straight up with me and you know told me like you're gonna need to try, like work your ass off because your only shot is getting enough scholarships to pay for it I was like okay well damn fuck like I already kind of fucking ruined my first year uh, I did fine my first year but I definitely could have done better um so then when I got back to you know to to Vancouver and back to school I was like all right like I'm ready I'm all in like I want to get these scholarships I want to go to college I started getting very heavily involved um I was already pretty involved I would say um but I started joining more clubs and I remember um uh, you know when it was uh time to apply for colleges I was like you know I, again not to not to push this narrative of like you know the overachieving undocumented student um but I definitely had the privileges to to focus more on like my school and my extracurricular activities um and so I I was very privileged in that you know I was student body president I was national honor society president I had like a 3.8 GPA like I had, you know, just really, really, um, had a really great background, I guess, academically. And I remember my career counselor, um, like calling one of the schools, which was Notre Dame. I don't know why I wanted to go to a Catholic school to begin with, but it was like my dream to go to (laughs) Notre Dame. And I remember I was like, I don't know what to put for the social security number, and she was like, let's call them, like, let's call the admissions office and just ask them, like, what if a student doesn't have a social security number, then what do we do? And so I was there when she called them and I heard the lady from the admissions say, unfortunately, we don't accept undocumented students at our university. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I didn't say anything. I was just kind of like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Um, and one of the other schools that I really wanted to go to was Georgetown again. <laughs> I don't know what it was with these uh, religious schools, but I wanted to go there, um, especially because I was in Washington, D.C. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a politician. Yeah, Santa um, Diana out here. You know, I don't know what it was. And so it, it was, you know, the same thing as Notre Dame. We we called their admissions office and they were also uh, they also told us that um, they didn't accept undocumented students. And I was just like, OK, so you're telling me that the last four years or three years, really, but four years that I've, you know, busted my ass, you know, did, as you know, did sports, did every club that I possibly could do. And, you know, I, I became an officer for every single one because I knew that it wasn't just being an officer in a club. It was literally like my, my ability to pay for college that was on the line. And man, I was angry. I was like fucking pissed off. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like you told me to get good grades. I got good grades. They tell you, you know, get involved in sports. I got involved in sports. They tell you, you know, they get involved with leadership, get involved with, you know, service uh, or like community um, and volunteering uh, clubs. And I'm like, I did everything that they tell you to do to be successful and to go to college. So why is that not enough? Um, 
and I was uh, very fortunate. I, I got into the University of Washington. I was offered a $40,000 scholarship, which first of all, my mom almost threw the letter away thinking it was like a loan offer, oh my God. which would have been horrific because you need to like, you know, accept it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mom, listen, that would have been so bad. Um, so that's actually the reason why I went to um, UW, the, the university I graduated from, was because they offered me scholarship money. Um, and I remember my senior year, I like, I put like all my schoolwork on the back burner. I was like, fuck this shit. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to graduate. I have a three, eight. I did so bad my senior year. My GPA went down to a three, six. Um, but I was like, fuck it. Like I, what I need to focus on now is scholarships. And Mm so all of senior year, I don't know how many scholarships I applied to like 50 or something. And I ended up only getting like seven, but it totaled to, um, the $40,000 scholarship that I got was like 10,000 a year. So for my freshman year, I managed to get like $20,000 in scholarships. And I was like, bitch, let's go. That's not enough to cover everything, but it's close. It's enough to cover Mm -hmm. enough for me to want to just be like, fuck it and go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I made the bold decision to move to Seattle and go, even though I didn't have everything fully covered, but we figured it out, you know? And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's really what my whole like, college experience was too it was constantly applying for scholarships um, because even once you know the state aid program came out WASFA I still didn't necessarily get a lot of money I think I got like 90 bucks for the whole year my first year Um, and so for me like if it wasn't for scholarships I wouldn't have been able to go to college and I know for my sisters it was very similar where um, you know scholarships also help them graduate and help them get through school and be able to focus on their studies or be able to focus on like you know getting involved um and we always, my sisters and I, my parents, we always talked about wanting to start our own scholarship for students because we knew how much it, you know, how much of a struggle it is for undocumented students to get scholarships. And once we were able to, you know, come up with the funds to do that, that's, that's when we, you know, we were like, let's do it. Like, let's start it. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of uh, where it stems from. I guess it's just my own, my myself and my sister's struggles with, you know, college and um our own struggles with scholarships and you know I I mentioned earlier that we also try to be very mindful of like how we or like the kind of questions that Mm -hmm. we ask and I feel like that's also stemming from just our horrible experiences with scholarship applications I've you know the the number of times um the first time I you know even wrote about like crossing a border was for my um like college admissions essay and that shit was traumatic man like as a fucking like at the time right I was like 17 going into 18 years old and never in my life had I ever talked to anyone about crossing the border like it's just something we don't talk about right Mm -hmm. um also I don't really understand mental health I didn't understand you know wellness emotional health none of that at the moment and so like I got triggered so fucking much because for the first time in 17 you know or I guess at the time we had been here like 13 14 years um but for the first time I was opening up a huge wound that I had never had to do before and it it so traumatic it was so traumatic because it was like constantly like writing essays on like you know crossing the border like fucking almost dying you know trying to cross the border being detained like uh, you know, being deported multiple times, like, you know, like, that's a lot of shit, like, you've mm-hmm. got to talk about, um, and to, like, people you don't know, exactly, and then when you don't get the scholarship, and you're just, like, is my story not enough, you know, like, I constantly had to, like, 
talk myself down of like no it's not about me like these folks it's also like fucked up because i feel like just a lot of them don't even understand our stories Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's just like i don't know that's a whole nother thing but yeah i'm like you're you're writing you know some of your most traumatic memories to fucking people you don't know and people who probably won't even understand your story for you know for money and then to not even get it or like if you do get it then like the feeling of feeling triggered or sometimes like I genuinely felt disgusted after like some of the scholarships that I wrote because it just felt like I it's almost like they were feeding off my trauma right like they were like oh my god like wow that's you've come through so much and it's like yeah like you gotta pimp your trauma for like yeah to, to seem worthy shit. the number of times I feel like I've had to pimp myself or even like after I got scholarships and Oh my God. I remember this one time at UW where they were, I, I, you know, I was very fortunate and I was awarded a scholarship and they chose me as the, they didn't give me the top award, you know, so like the award with the most money. Um, but they chose me to be the student speaker to like help them raise money. And so they choose one student speaker and pretty much like that student speaker has to make the crowd cry. So then the crowd feels like inclined to donate more. And so um, I guess they were like, yeah, this bitch's story is sad it's enough. Like we should put her as the as like student speaker. And so me, I mean, I'm like, if, you know, if that means I don't get money, then of course I'm going to speak. And I remember I like wrote up a uh, like a speech and they were like, this is great. But like, let's dig deeper. And I was just what? like, bro, I was so scared to say this speech because I was just like, I know like I have written about my story but I've never like said it like out loud mm-hmm. I've never had to talk about it and I was just like I t- and I even expressed to them that I was like really scared and nervous to to like share the speech and to talk about it because I hadn't done that yet like that's just like that was mm-hmm. trauma I hadn't worked through and it was like they were excited about it because they were just like man we know she's gonna like get you know start fucking crying on stage and so disgusting it, and they were right like as soon as i got on that stage mm-hmm. like i wrote i read two sentences and then i started bawling my eyes out and i have never felt so fucking disgusted and like dirty in my whole life i like read through my speech and i was crying the entire time to the point where i feel like no one even understood what i was saying but they were getting like such a thrill out of you know seeing this like poor brown girl that's undocumented just like crying on stage and like I got a standing ovation for that speech and I'm just like bruh the I don't I just I I can't believe that no one like stopped me Mm -hmm. you know you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. I was what like 19 at the time and I'm like no one thought that it was wrong to see me like uncontrollably crying on this stage and like stop me like why did you all just sit there and like why did like why is that a thing that we do right like I don't know I just like I felt so disgusted afterwards and I like hated every moment of it um and like again people just expect you to be like wow you should be so proud of yourself you got a standing ovation for that speech but again I'm just like you like I'm I'm like you know I was a little kid and like you you they're expecting you to like process not just this to yourself which you're saying is the first time yeah in front of people there was like at least 500 people in that room did you get any of the donations or no the donations were to keep the scholarship going they raised like a record amount of money that year but 
I feel like if I was if I was an adult in that room and I was seeing a child, it doesn't matter if they're undocumented or not. Mm-hmm. But if I was seeing like the the student speaker like crying like that, I would have like literally I don't care what the fuck it would have taken. I would have gone up there and be like, no, we're not doing this. Like this this child is not okay. Like they're obviously not doing okay. They're having a mental breakdown in front of five hundred people. How is that okay for you all to like let this happen, right? Um, but yeah, I would just like shit like that, that I feel like so many undocumented folks have to go through just for us to get fucking money to go to school. Um, and that's, that's like the whole basis of our foundation is that we want to not be that, like, that's exactly the opposite of what we want to do. We want to provide like scholarships that by answering the questions, you feel fucking empowered, right? Like, what Mm -hmm. are your aspirations? Who are your, you know, heroes? Like who, you know, who do you look up to? Like, what are your goals in the future? Like, we don't want folks to, to have to share any type of traumatic shit that they don't want to do. But yeah, I, a lot of that, um, I feel like that's really kind of like the back end of, of like how the idea of the foundation came to me be um, is from like, you know, again, our experiences of fucking having to pimp our fucking trauma for white folks to give us money or even, you know, sometimes our own like Latinx community. Um, I feel like they also really get a thrill out of it um, or even, you know, just using our stories for them to be able to get more money. But I'm just like, we're going to do our own foundation. We're going to do it our own fucking way. We're not going to fucking make our, our fucking youth or anyone who applies to our scholarships fucking have to, uh, you know, relive their traumas every time they, um, like, apply for these scholarships. And our hope is also that, like, these students, when they're, you know, they, they begin to question why they're having to do that for other scholarships, right? Um, and, and maybe in the future, we can start encouraging more scholarships to really fucking start thinking about, like, why do we ask such traumatic ass questions mm-hmm. in our scholarship applications? Right. Like, why? Why is that necessary? Um, I don't know. Like, it just feels like they a huge uh, like uh, competition of which student has gone through the most. But again, it doesn't matter if they've gone through the most, if they don't have the grades and all this other, you know, accolades behind those struggles, then it doesn't really matter. But they still love to read that shit, right? Yeah. And I think it says a lot, right? And it's it says it sends a, a lot of a huge and important message, I think, to folks like applying that like you can you 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 are deserving mm-hmm. of this simply by just existing, right? And um I think it's interesting because I this reminds me also um, of when the f- one of the first times y'all posted on your uh, Twitter, I think like y'all had just created it. And I remember because um, I was with you and people were thinking that your scholarship was fake. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah, like because you you had like done this post and you're like like you know you know we just opened up our scholarship like there's no gpa there's none of these requirements Mm. and like the whole premise and of course like you have like however many characters right so you can't like just go on this huge spiel like you just did now explaining like actually no like this is like legit and this is the reasons why and we're trying to reconstruct how like the and take control of these narratives and um and so i remember that when you had posted and people were like no like y'all should like because you guys were also relatively new um and just starting Mm -hmm. and so like people were like sketched as fuck of like don't trust them like i don't know if this is like legit like we can't like look back into them (laughs) and um i i think that's also it's 
I bring that up because it's also like very telling of like mm. when these things are like these spaces are then created and you are doing the work that like it's also like that comes up and like that um yeah like people aren't used to mm-hmm. I forgot that happened existed. but that shit was hilarious <laughs> man I had people like trying to call me out and I'm like wait no this is legit like this is actually legit so I was like responding from my personal account so people could see like I'm a real person because <laughs> I'm like apparently they're not believing the foundations page but yeah I think that's a huge testament that like for right for so many people to think that it was a scam because like we didn't have those requirements like that's so telling of what we're so used to um in terms of like you know when we see scholarships available to undocumented folks like we're not used to something that's not super like again like where we pimp out our traumas right i forgot that that happened (laughs) i was just remembering right now because as like you were saying that and i was like actually like you have lived the part of like now mm-hmm. that w- this has like been created and then the response right of mm-hmm. like then people being like no, no 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 this is too good to be true like yeah this shit's fake don't trust them <laughs> i actually remember seeing that on my feed uh but uh you know i i also appreciate you um and your foundation wanting to also incorporate joy and also mm-hmm. like push for that healing and push for um the wellness right um and so within that i wanted to also ask you um what are some of your hopes and some of your dreams for the foundation for personal however way you want to answer it but Mm. your own um yeah your own desires your own joys yeah i I mean i definitely want to keep the foundation going um i you know i feel like we've been able to to support so many families and i i think seeing the impact of the work that we've been able to do like it i can never imagine us just not doing this work anymore right Mm. um i i just like i don't know like i feel so privileged that we've been able to do this and i'm um i just don't see us ever just being like no like we're done doing this work um because i feel like even if there is amnesty there's still going to be folks who don't qualify there's always going to be undocumented you know folks and until this fucking country stops fucking you know uh going into our other you know other countries and destabilizing them and fucking creating chaos or you know funding wars and all of that like there's still going to be folks migrating there's still going to be undocumented people coming into the u.s um so i feel like no matter what happens right like after my sisters and i hopefully one day um are able to to gain citizenship like this work does not stop um so uh in the future i would love for our scholarships to turn into full rides like that would be like the ultimate goal um i would also love to you know open as many like scholarships as we can like if we can have 10 full rides like fuck it we're gonna do 10 full rides if we can do 50 if i win the lottery and we can do 100 (laughs) fuck it we'll do 100 Mm -hmm. like that's fine um and continuing you know working with youth uh as i i think our, our work it's very um you know it's kind of unknown like we don't know what then what the new needs of our communities are going to be um there's always needs uh but you know like with the pandemic there was like you know new needs that there wasn't necessarily before such as like you know providing masks and things like those um so i think like as you know shit happens like we're just going to do our best to be prepared to continue to help out the community um 
and so yeah I, I think in general just evolving and growing and continuing to provide support um and really growing the capacity of the work that that we're doing um that's that's the hoping hope and dream for the foundation i think personally for me um i you know that's, that's a tough question i feel like there's so much that i want to do um i you know have talked about before uh for folks that know me like i've talked about you know pursuing a phd degree which i would love to do i would love to write my own books continue doing speaking engagements um i i, I just i really love to um not to sound like narcissistic but <laughs> i feel like i really love sharing my story because i'm a huge advocate for like i'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat my story and i'm not gonna make myself sound like a super high achieving student right like i fucking failed the class in college i got a two point like eight nine gpa like that's mm -hmm. what i graduated with you know I, i've had to battle with you know alcoholism and addiction um and a lot of shit that like you don't think that, you know, a high achieving undocumented immigrant would do. And I'm like, bitch, and I still got a fucking master's degree, right? Like, I love sharing that shit because I'm like, it doesn't matter if you didn't, you know, get a super great grades in high school. Like, that's not your only chance, right? Like, you can still go to college. You can still do whatever the fuck you want to do. I didn't fucking get good grades in my undergrad. Fucking failed the class. And a lot of that was not even, you know, within my control. Like, that that was because that was when Trump went into office and I was just like not in a good space mentally. I was battling like really serious depression and anxiety and like stress. And, you know, at, at the moment, too, I was, uh, you know, suicidal. And so I was like, bro, like you want me to fucking focus on this fucking like <laughs> logic class when I'm fucking dealing with all of this shit. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I fucking failed the class that, you know, my GPA wasn't high and none of that was my fault and so I don't fucking care to share that I wasn't a perfect student right and as, also as a result of a lot of those things you know having to deal with alcoholism like that's a whole nother thing like I feel like we shame folks who deal with any type of addiction um, and we always expect undocumented students to be put on this pedestal and only those who are perfect and do perfect in school are deserving of an education and so I feel like I try to really break that down by you know sharing just like my own honestly like how i'm not a perfect student right um and i do that specifically because again like i want undocumented high school students and undocumented college students know that they can make fucking mistakes right and that we're still deserving education of an education even if we fuck up like that's okay like citizens are allowed to fuck up and still go to college right like you don't have to have good grades you can still get financial aid because financial aid is based off of like your income and not your grades um so I want them to know that, like, yes, obviously we don't have the same opportunities, but we're also able to fuck up and are still deserving of an education. So I would just love to keep, you know, just helping my community in terms of like professional goals. I think those vary and those are going to change with time. Um, so I'm kind of just open to wherever life takes me. Uh, I, I genuinely feel like, you know, my ancestors are just putting me on the path that I need to be on. And um, I've just been very fortunate to, to be very involved in things that I love. But I just want to continue doing this work. And I feel like whatever path you do take, um, you're just going to, like, thrive in it. Because I think, you know, and we often joke <laughs> about the fact that... Um, you know, I see the behind the scenes of who you mm -hmm. are and and I'm very like it's it's very much an honor to see you be part of your thought processes like 
like hear you talk about like and I I I 100% understand that you're like I want to do all these things (laughs) and it's like I know because we talk about it all the time and sometimes like there are new things that just come up and then tomorrow you're like you know what fuck it I'm gonna do this and then you do it and I think that is also (laughs) very telling of like you are just like a hustler in itself and Mm. and just like I know that whatever it is that you y'all like (laughs) never in my life have I met anybody who's like she'll have just like a thought in in her head and she'll just be like you know what like if I do this that'd be hella dope and then like the next hour not even like the next day she's like okay so I'm already doing this and (laughs) and, like this is happening and so I think it's also just very telling and and I think there's a reason as well why people gravitate to like Mm. want to you know have you be a speaker or like to want to get to know you or to want to understand who you are and I think it's because you are a very transparent person Mm. and you're very upfront with who you are and you're very upfront of like what it is that like your intentions are very pure and I and I I hope that it reads like that for everyone and and I think it does um, because they are very pure and I think they are within like the wellness and the love you have for your community, the wellness and love you have for yourself and your family. And this is like my own spiel of telling you <laughs> that you're just, because um, I think it's, it's, it's very important in the name of like the foundation, but also again, like the folks who uphold that foundation or who have that foundation, right? It's, it's I think important to also understand um, who is doing that work. And I feel like, for me, it's an honor to know you and and under like understand you in a deeper level, and and I am happy that people, um, hopefully, like through this interview, are also gonna get to know you and mm-hmm. on a more personal level um, and support you. And yeah. I think that folks should be supporting um, your foundation and should be supporting the work that you're doing and the works that others are doing um, around this. So, how how can how um, can folks support um, your foundation how would you like for them to show up yeah um you can always go to our website on docuscholars.com um you know check out some of the work that we're doing um i'm posting all of the workshops that we're offering on there uh, you can see all of the information about our scholarships um more information about like my sisters and i um as well as there's a you know a place for you all to donate which would just be on docuscholars.com donate um if you would like to um again contribute towards our scholarships or any of the programs that we put on uh you can also stay updated um and we also you know post on our social medias um from time to time other ways that you can support either our foundation or other undocumented folks so you can follow us on twitter or in instagram um at bmfs and then the word foundation written out um and then you can also find us follow us uh, or like us um, and also support our work uh, via facebook at bmfsf and then if you want to keep up with my own personal life um and just the workshops that are put on uh you know if you want to um in general connect um, my instagram is diana d-i-a-n-a dot and like a-n-d dot zoe z-o-e so i post a lot of really cute pictures about my pet zoe my little baby um and then i mean i have a private instagram but if i like Mm-mm. post that here or yeah. like say it it completely defeats the purpose <laughs> of having a private you know instagram but 
yeah, those are the different places that you can find me and follow the work that uh, myself, my sisters, and my family do. Yay. Yay. Yes, please go follow, go support. And also, um, I will... Um, put the at name in the description mm. so um if that's easier for folks to you know just pull from i'll put it there for y'all to be able to go support and go follow and be up to date um with all the dope fucking work that's happening yeah. thank you so much yeah. <laughs> friend. um yeah i'm so i'm very glad that you know we were able to have this space and yeah, I feel like we've been wanting to do something like this because I, I mean, folks have been like supporting uh, my family's like foundations work and, uh, you know, we wanted to just a, a space for, um, you know, for folks who don't know about the foundation and could, uh, you know, use the resources. Uh, we wanted, you know, to make this accessible, but also like if you yourself know any undocumented folks who you think would benefit from like the work that we're doing, please, please, please share our information with them. Um, but with that, yeah, um, thank you everyone for tuning in and t- for listening to our podcast. Yes, I am Magic Mommy Lees. And I am Magic <laughs> Mommy Diana. Make sure to go follow us um, on IG and Twitter at Magic Mommies. Um, please go subscribe to us on Spotify and iTunes podcast. Hope y'all have a lovely day slash evening slash whatever time it is. Um, Yeah. With that, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you for tuning (laughs) in to Magic Magic Mommy's Podcast. Podcast.